0: life-changing moments is up next stay tuned did you know that you are making a difference right where you are right now you were born for these times yes we chose to be here let's make the most of it even when these times of great transition and transformation can be challenging In the midst of whatever you are facing, there is an opportunity for a life-changing moment when you decide to be in a right relationship with life. Do you want to be empowered to live more fully? Right here, right now? Stay tuned for Life-Changing Moments with Sharon Wyckoff. Hi, everybody. I'm delighted to be here with you for another program today. Um, I'm on the road actually visiting my children. I've had a wonderful 10 days in Southern California. So I'm actually doing this program from my son's home. And it's interesting that the title of this program is Creating a Right Relationship with Our Children, Young and Old. And we are going to touch on all ages today because, you know, I'm in my 70s here and I have children uh, up into their 50s and down into their 40s and a grandchild that's four that I've had such fun with. So really, our children of all ages, um, it's so important to have a good connection with them. And yet, there can be challenges. So we're going to address all that because it's all part of the mix. I remember hearing Rhonda Britton; she's the creator of uh, many books, the author of many books. Uh, one of them was hmm, "Living Fearless Living." Fearless Living, and she said once, "You know, relationships are messy, and sometimes they are." But if knowing a few principles I believe can really um, support us in going in in the right direction, so today I'm talking about um relationships and conversations and having a peace of mind with our children and when our when we Decide to allow our children to be free, then we can set up situations, especially for young children, which I'm going to talk about first, so that they can grow and experiment within a space that is right for them. Uh, Then, in the middle section, the middle segment of the program, I'm actually going to be talking about adult children because that's going to be a little bit of longer session, I think. And then at the very end, I will come back with some experiences, actually, a very life changing moment um, when my daughter was in high school and how we set the limits, perhaps, as to what was okay and what wasn't okay. And it really made a huge difference, you know, for the rest of um, many, many years. So I want to begin with um, Kahan uh, Gibran's beautiful poem called The Prophet. And he says, speak to us, children. This is a a book um, that is just beautiful. And it, he speaks to different subjects. And this one um, is when he is being asked, he, he's like a master, Um To speak to us about children and what he says is he said, they are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life does not goes on, not backwards, nor tarries with yesterday. For life goes not backwards, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are set, sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his mighty might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness for he as he loves the arrow that flies. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he also loves the bow that is stable. So this is very deep and has many, many different themes that we could um, go into. But the one I want to just share with you today is uh, from my perspective, you know, it says here they come through you, but not from you. And they are with you, but not belong to you. So it is our opportunity and our joy to guide them and which we must do, I believe, at all ages. And yet we want to give them the freedom that um, they long for. Um, as I have mentioned, I'm a piano teacher and this is my 53rd year in the profession and I, I just love it so much. I was also an elementary teacher and a preschool teacher and actually worked with inf- infants too. So, um, where was I going with this? Oh, we want to be able to guide them, but we want to Allow them to be free to uh, be who they are. And sometimes that can be a very challenging um distinction there. Many years ago, I heard Yanni, who is an amazing musician. He had an orchestra of about a hundred people with him. He was traveling. And he did a two-hour concert. And during that concert, he said, you know, I never had a piano teacher. And I was amazed because, of course, he can play the piano and every other instrument probably. And I reflected on my approach to that uh, teaching myself. And I try and be a piano teacher that allows children to bring their own creativity into the lesson. And I teach from there. Um, So if a child really wants to go down uh, a path where they're doing a lot of folk music, you know, then that's what I support. And if they want to sing, perhaps, as they play the piano, I support that. And it's just been a wonderful, wonderful adventure because I know the progression that the student goes through from the early beginnings. I teach children and adults from from the, you know, for, as a beginner. And then I go into the earlier and intermediate. So I can kind of go with the flow. And this is the same with children. I'm going to share an experience that I um, created actually in a preschool. And it's one that I keep coming back to because it really was an opportunity for children to feel free. And, you know, whether you're um a parent or perhaps even a teacher listening, you truly can use these ideas and adapt them to whatever age you're working with. So we had centers in our preschool and I was working with four year olds at the time And I had set up an art table with all different kinds of shapes on them, uh, glue, a large piece of paper for them to put their shapes on. And then they came to that table and they were able to do whatever they wanted with the pieces. And it was really quite fun. But then there was another added part to it that was so fun that they created I was sitting at the table with them. And then they said, oh, there's no more blue circle. Excuse me, blue circles. So I said, oh, I can cut you some. So I began cutting the blue circles for the children. And then somebody else wanted red triangles and, you know, yellow rectangles. And it was so fun because I was able to sit there and you know, so many times we give children instructions, you need to do this, you need to do that, you needed to do this. And I was just able to sit there and they were able to ask me what they wanted. And I was able to give it back to them. So it was truly a free art experience that they just loved. And um, I, I think it gave them a sense of, of great freedom. So that was just one example. And you can take that and adapt it to many different um, situations. Another one talking about an infant, actually. um, I'll just mention two different programs. I studied with... um, Magna Gerber, she was, she's passed on now, but I had the delight of being in one of her classes for a whole summer, taking an 80 hour intensive with her when she was a, probably in her eighties. And, um, she is the creator of RIE. It's called R-I-E. It's in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. And it stands for R. IE, uh, resources, I think, for infant educators, e- educators. And it was really to support children and being who they were. And so in the process of taking that class, I talked to many, many people. And, um, one of the moms, actually, this was another experience I, talk to another lady outside of that program, but she had the same philosophy when her little one was just three or four months old, she um, sectioned off a piece of her living room because she was in a smaller place that was just right for the infant to be in. And it separated it from her older child so that, you know, he wouldn't step on her when she was on the floor. And then, as she began to crawl, the mom extended the barriers or the the boundaries of the space that the infant was in, so she could go further. And then, when she got to be a year, she was able to go further. And finally, I think you know, around that time, then the whole house was opened up to her, and the mom made it um, uh, baby safe. So that was really a fun way I thought of actually putting something in place that was just appropriate for that child at that time. Uh, Let's see. Another thing that I've always did with my children that I just thought was such fun. And that was especially when during the rainy season, when we were inside more I would take a card table and then a large sheet and put it over the card table. And then if you back up chairs to the card table, you can put the sheet over the edge of the back of the chair and actually give children more room. And they could play under there. So it truly was a um another of their little home. And then in one house... We had a bar area that my husband and I did not use. And so we made it into a play area for, um, my son. I think he was two or three at the time and he would just love to go in there. And he had different setup, you know, toys set up around that he could, could play with. So it's really, um, so, we're empowering, I think, when children are in an environment where they know they have the freedom to be themselves. I was at a home once for a meeting, and the owners had two children. I think they were about eight and 10. And during our meeting, these children had to come and ask their mother how to get a glass of water. Um, Where the crayons were, where the paper were, where where the paper was. And this is truly making a child dependent on the parent. And, you know, as Gabron says here, you know, the children, they are with you and yet they not belong to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, um, for they have their own thoughts. And I remember when my children started to talk, it was such fun to listen to them, to see what they were going to come up with next. And it's the same with my um, my grandson. He's four and a half, and I've just spent uh, much of the last week with him, and it's just so fun to listen to him. He actually speaks three languages, mainly English and Spanish, but a little Armenian. And it's just such fun to see what he is thinking in his own mind and to support that. And the last thing I think I'll say about this is homeschooling is such an opportunity or unschooling to really support children in going in the direction they want to go in. Um, As an elementary teacher, I love teaching. And so I've always been in the classroom. But I also did homeschooling and testing for children um oh about 20 years ago when I was in Oregon. It certainly is an opportunity for children to be involved in their own education. So um Yes. And also, if you do have any questions about you know, parenting, I do have a parenting class actually coming up in May. And if you want more information, you go can go to theartoflivinglife.org, theartoflivinglife.org, and learn more about that. So let me see if there's anything else I want to really share. I also think it's so fun for young children to become involved with setting up their own rooms. Uh, a great activity uh, is to actually, you know, have them help you rearrange and organize their room. Um, my four-year, my four-year-old grandson actually helps his mother put things away and get organized. He also likes to take them out. But it's really fun to involve the children in the process. And the more that you can do that, I think the greater they feel that they have freedom in their life and that they can mm, kind of guide their own self and the home environment to kind of create what they want which I think is really empowering to children. Children just don't grow up at the age of 18. Every little thing that we do to support them in becoming who they are um, along the way makes a difference. And I saw in the introduction to the program once I wrote down that Um, I had heard that St. Germain, who is an ascended master of the Aquarian Age, said that he only reached the level of attainment after making hundreds of thousands of right decisions throughout many lifetimes. And I truly was in awe when I heard that. And I think that, you know, getting children to think critically, become independent, begins when they are, are very young. And it's never too early to start that process. And it is really a joy to see them blossom and to become their own free little spirit. And in the process, you know, there's going to be those moments that are truly life-changing moments that you see them do something. And you just, um, you step back and you go, wow, you know, he's really or she's really coming into her own. So that's a fun way, I think, of being with children, supporting them in their freedom. So we're going to have just a minute or two of, um, music between now and the next segment where I'm going to be talking about our adult children and, um, which is really a, a juicy subject, I think. So I just invite you to stay tuned and ponder what your experience has been with children. And if you recall any life-changing moments that you've had with perhaps your own child or in a classroom or just someone that you, you know, your glances caught each other and uh or a child in the neighborhood what experience have you had with your children so stay tuned and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes Love music. Have you always wanted to play the piano and yet have never taken lessons? Why not do it now? Sharon Wyckoff has been teaching piano for over four decades. Her motto is I love to teach, you'll love to learn. She teaches all ages 5 to 95 and online. Visit theartoflivinglife.org and explore her page on piano lessons. Again, that is theartoflivinglife.org for more information about Sharon's piano lessons online. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're going to now move into our adult children. You know, having a connection with our adult children. And I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I'm just going to, you know, frame it 21 years of 21 to 50 years of age and so I want to say that no matter how old our children are we are always their mother or their father and most of the time we can just really um I don't know almost be like friends with them I know my children, often we just like to talk back and forth and we'll share about my experience and they make suggestions at times and they'll share about theirs and I might make a suggestion. But you know, for the most part, children, once they become an adult, can pretty much live on their own and live their own life. I know I have a friend who has a 21-year-old and, you know, he's very independent and yet at the same time, you know, they have fun together, you know, they have dinner together, they cook together and um, they have a dog in common between them. And so, you know, um, it's just a delight to be able to, I think, really have a nice communication with our adult children. They make their own choices for the most part and reap their own consequences, you know. Um, and yet, too, sometimes, you know, with our adult children, I think we can let them be on their own for the most part. But if they there comes a point where there really is a concern, I think that we do have a responsibility to step in. Um, I actually was part of an intervention with a a family that I've known for ages and ages, and they really had to consult their older child because um, she was in the process of really drinking, you know, too 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 much and it was really hard for them because you know they were very close to her and yet they saw this side of her that was not um was not doing well and so i think you know sometimes there just has to be that um decision that we must say something And I think it can be done in a very loving way, and yet it's never really loving when, you know, you're on the receiving end of it. So I just wanted to put that into the conversation because although they are our adult children, sometimes, um, you know, you do have to intervene, as, as this family did. And... Um, there are many, many different options for um, for getting help. There's a lot of 12-step programs. If you see a child that is stumbling, you might suggest. There's um, outpatient activities that they can join into. There's the in-house where they actually go and live someone somewhere. And so there's many, there's a great support system. But, you know, there's so many different options out there. It's always a challenge. And it's always a challenge to have to enter into a situation like that, too. I think also with the fact that we've had, um, you know, three years of a pandemic here where it really brought out, I believe... um, It touched everyone so deeply that there's almost no two people that think the same about what has been taking place. And I know about a year ago, there were quite a few families that I knew that were really having um, great challenges staying connected they wa- wanted to give the freedom to, to their children, but at the same time, they were very attached to their own belief system, and they really wanted to impose that on their children, from my observations. And then some of the people um in some of the families that I knew at that point uh, the siblings had different views. And so it was a brother and a sister against each other or a mother and a father against a daughter. It was just crazy going back and forth like that. And so this is another reason I wanted to do that program because I think that it's something that each family has to kind of look at for themselves. But I feel it's most important to keep the connection And so perhaps there are subjects um, that you decide not to talk about that you literally have um, that are off the board for talking about if you want to keep the connection and keep the harmony. And I think that's one way that it can be done. Also, I was reminded when I was talking to a friend the other day, the importance of having joy and having fun within the family, even if there are challenges going on. I remember when my children were very young, and I had to use a tough love program with one of them. And The Tough Love program at that time was like very strict. You're supposed to do A, B, C, D, E, and F. And I just didn't feel right in doing that. So I stepped back and at times we would go to the park and just have a fabulous time, you know, letting the children play on the equipment and whatever. And then... In another setting, I had to be very strict. You know, homework was going to be done at this time, and dinner's at this time, and bedtime is at this time. So each family, I think, has to come to the place where they want to um, be with this going on. And, of course, it depends on the situations. But I have seen many families that actually stop talking to one another and... I I do um, hope that they'll be able to reconnect, but perhaps that's what they have to do at this point. It's really up to each person in each family. But I think a wonderful way of doing it is honoring the choices um, when they are choices based on The facts that the way each person sees them and lets them, let them go in their own way. I know I certainly, um, did share. And at the same time, I think we have a responsibility to share our views with each other. Um, my family, we all live in different places. And so when we're not together as we've been this week, we actually have a Zoom call once a week. Where we come together and just you know hear what's going on with each person and that's been a really fun way to to stage a connection and um because we do have different views on different subjects we aren't always we aren't talking about some subjects which just you know that happens to be the way it is and so i think each Family has to evaluate that for themselves. Um, I'm going to touch on one more subject, which I really didn't put into this um, program when I designed it, but I think it's important too. It's sometimes in... The life of the children, sometimes they actually have to almost become like the parent to their parents because perhaps the parents are not able to handle things. It could be, you know, um, paperwork that might be challenging for them, it might be health issues. I know one of my children has gotten very involved with um, their in-laws in laws and helping because. They truly are um, supporting the the process of um, of wellness for one of the the members, and so it's like you know the children become the adults, and that can be a very tricky situation too. But again, if you have a good connection and if you stay connected. Then I think you can navigate the challenging the challenging times that that can, can bring about. That can also happen, you know, if a parent gets to the point where they're not able to drive safely any longer, then the children have to step up. And again, that's a whole nother subject, but that is something that is important to look at. Um, that's why I think it's so important to build this communication, this connection with children from the time that they are are very, very young, so that you can navigate challenging terrain. See how we're doing on time here. Um, just sitting to see if there's anything else that I wanted to share about that. Um, <laughs> um I think that's pretty much covers it. So again, you know, communication, connection is so important. And sometimes it's really a challenging moment that can be a very special moment and a life-changing one because you can have that when you're working with uh, your you know, your parent or an adult child and you have that moment where you're really, you know, working on a challenging problem, but you make the connection. You make the, um, you have the communication that is needed. Then you truly... Do you're you're increasing that bond between you, which is so beautiful. And um, those those special moments are those life-changing moments that that I speak about. Connecting with another about a real life problem, I think, is um, can be a special special time. Okay, so we're going to take another break and I just invite you to ponder during this one or two minutes of music, if there's anyone in your life right now that you want to connect with in a deeper way, or is there a child in your life of any age that you really do need to connect with and set a boundary um Is there a parent in your life that you need to set a boundary with or to have a connection, to have a communication with, to discuss a particular problem? So that's why I put this music in here because I really think it's um, important to take time out to ponder and reflect. I know Carolyn Mace, um, I've listened to her for 30 years. She always talks about taking time out, stepping back from your life for reflection. And although this is just a brief moment of reflection, um, it can be an important one because it can be just a few minutes that makes a difference when you reflect. And yet at the same time, if you have the opportunity, it's always good to step back and take a longer reflection, too. So we'll be back in just about two minutes. And we're going to be talking about teenagers and connecting with them, setting boundaries and how uh, one of my experiences was a life changing moment for our family. See you in a couple minutes. find it difficult to be present to all that is going on in the world right now. Sharon Wyckoff offers a four-week class introducing participants to simple practices that help you to stay positive, allowing fears and negative emotions to dissipate and support you in living in the present moment where beautiful life-changing moments happen. Visit the org. For more details. Learn an easy and simple way to meditate, chant, and use mantra to support you in living a happy and successful life. Take action and make a change today can shift the way you look at life, the way you live life, and the way you see yourself. Visit theartoflivinglife.org and sign up today for meditation, mantra, and more. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is our last segment, and we're going to talk about teenagers and being with teens. And many years ago, when I was doing more parenting work, at one time, I called it, what did I say, um, Principles for Parenting or Principles for Life. Many times, you can learn some basic principles and actually apply those to all ages, uh, to children of all ages. So, um, with teenagers, it's such a tricky area because they're wanting more freedom. And yet they usually want more freedom than they're capable of. So it's always, you know, judging what freedoms, what what is the field of freedom that they're going to move into next. And I remember my daughters when they started driving, it was one of those life-changing moments I always remember. You know, when they take off in the car, um, I remember crying tears of joy because I knew that they were each ready. They were each ready for that next step. At the same time, it was truly a life changing moment because they were going off on their own. And I think bringing in some responsibility also is very important as they grow in um, pushing those boundaries out. My husband and I, um, when he was able to provide him with a car because of his work, when they got to being the age where they drove, but I said, we just don't want to give them the car. We want them to own it and pay a certain amount uh, each month for it. And so they paid. It wasn't a huge amount, but it was a monthly commitment toward the car and toward the car insurance. And so I, you know, we both felt very good about that particular way of, of doing it. And I remember one time when uh one of my children pushed a boundary and I had to really step up. And that's what made main thing I wanted to share with you. Um, she actually had a boyfriend in high school and they, uh, there was two couples that were going out and I loved her boyfriend. He's just a really nice, nice young man. And I felt very comfortable when they were together and, um, it was just a great situation. But they were supposed to be home at midnight and nobody came at midnight. And then nobody came at twelve thirty and one o'clock and one thirty. And I just became really um not happy. Tried to get the phone them on the phone, could not do that. So we called the mother and the family of the the girl that I knew best. Um, and the group, we couldn't get them either. So, um, yeah, I, you know, because of my spiritual practice, I, you know, uh encouraged myself to see only good happening, nothing problems. And so I, I went through that, but I was very anxious. And so finally, I think it was about it's been so long ago, two or two 30, where I reached the parents of the other girl and they were very upset too. So they started calling. Finally, at 430, they rolled into the house. Well, I tell you, I, I, I can do this thing, which is controlled anger. Um, I just, you know. I really raised my voice and said, this is not okay. Where do you think I've been doing for four and a half hours, you know, waiting for you? And what I learned from that incident is I made a big deal about it and it never happened again. And I think sometimes when things are out of hand and um, good choices are not being made, We have to make a big deal. Um, My daughter had to do that this weekend with um, her, her little one because we were walking in an area where there were other cars and he wasn't listening. So she had to say, you must take my hand if you cannot make a good choice in this moment. So she had to set up that firm boundary. And five minutes later, he was really trying to um, say, I'll make a better choice. But I said, you know, you have to prove yourself to us. So, you know, after an incident, then there's a time period where, you know, the child has to um, re-evaluate the way they're going to move forward. I think it's always important for us to always want the best for our children, of course, and to also support them in making good choices themselves. It's not that, you know, the parent wants to direct the way they walk or the way they step or the way they move or the way they think or the way they speak, but to give them again a field of freedom to, to work in but with, with appropriate boundaries. So that was something that I have learned um, many years ago, but it's really served me well, because I know with children of all ages, when the, impro- the behavior is not appropriate, you can set a strong boundary and really make uh, a difference in their lives. So um, let's see, as we come to the end of our program today, I just want to wind this up and see if there's anything else I want to mention. Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. Yes. So I hope this is been, um, I, and I, uh, in my work too, when I, you know, do a program like this, I'm certainly not trying to tell people exactly how to do it, but just give them some ideas of how to work with situations. So as we come to the end of our program today, I just want to invite you to truly be present for your life, and to take time out to be in nature. In order to truly live um, fully and in the present moment, we have to get away from our devices and you've heard me say this, I know before, away from the TV and into nature so that we can reconnect with ourself and truly begin to listen to that inner voice. Because when we're present in the present moment, much um, those life-changing moments happen in much greater ways. So I wanted to hmm, have too many papers here. It was so, oh, here it is. Okay. So yes, going into nature, sitting amongst the trees, the birds, the sunrise and the clouds, just being immersed in nature, slowing down enough so you can enjoy each and every moment and give yourself time alone to know what you're thinking and feeling. And in such a space, you will see your unique life-changing moments arise more and more and more. So thanks for listening today. And I will see you in two weeks for another program called Life-Changing Moments. Okay. Again, feel free to visit my website, theartoflivinglife.org. See you there. Bye for now. you for every dream come true, for the light that shines in you as often as you can.